What's up, y'all, and welcome back to Found Bites, a game review series. My name is Brian, and I'll be your host. If you don't know about us, we're all about testing out and finding small, high-quality video games. This is a podcast that aims to respect your time and money as a gamer and a consumer by sifting through storefronts and sales to find the gems that may be worth your precious resources. If you're interested in reaching out or helping out, feel free to email us at foundbytesgrs at gmail.com, tweet at foundbytesgrs, and also rate and subscribe to us on whatever podcast feed you're using. Also, don't be afraid to leave some comments. If you're a developer who would like to participate in our Spotlight interview series of special episodes, please reach out through any of our channels. We would love to hear from you. But enough about the show. Let's get into our next game. Long ago in England in 1592, there begins our tale and all of it is true. Through all of London, bubonic late expand, covering fucking weeping sores and leaving thousands dead. From towns and cities, doctors they did flee, leaving their patients to die in misery. But one brave doctor stayed when all the cowards fled. Might not have been because he was too sick to leave his bed. For made a plague to unuse it on Astrologaster is the game for this week's episode. Astrologaster is a comedy narrative pop-up adventure. Some comparable games. Uh, Death and Taxes, a game that we've talked about briefly before. There's some similarities. As well as Papers, Please. And even something like Clue. It's got some sleuthing aspects to it. The game was originally released in May of 2019 on iOS, Mac, and PC. And then in February of 2021, it came to Switch. So it's not on any of the other major consoles, no PlayStation or Xbox, but it is on Steam and Switch. The game was developed by Nyam Nyam, N-Y-A-M, N-Y-A-M. They're a small UK dev team. And I believe this is their second game. Uh, Tengami is another game that they've done. I haven't uh, heard or seen anything about that, but... The game was published by Nyam Nyam, so they self-published on Steam in 2019, and then I think for the Switch port, uh, it was published by Plugin Digital. The MSRP of the game, it was originally released at $9.99, and runtime, just to get through the main story, could be about six hours, uh, if you're taking your time, maybe between seven and eight. Me, I got this game on Switch for $5.49, it was on sale. And I've put in probably between four and five hours. Um, I think I'm at least two-thirds of the way through the game. And in terms of recommendations, uh, no one recommended this game. I saw it on the store, and I saw it at its normal price, and it was just kind of waiting for a sale. Uh, Really, the visuals and the idea of astrology being part of the story um, I thought was pretty interesting, and um, I was waiting for it to go on sale, and it did, and then I jumped on it. Here comes a lady queer and a little warily. Her name is Lady Scarlet, and what can her trouble be? Tis sure she is no beauty, tis true she lacks finesse. But every awkward hero needs his awkward princess. 
What is their relation? We are no longer sure. Seems for months now the patient and Davis is the cure. Mistress Davis Allen, the love of Foreman's All right, let's talk some gameplay for Astrologaster. So, like I said, this is a narrative game, adventure game, so there's going to be some narrative adventuring and some doctor playing. So, like I said, maybe some light sleuthing here. So, let's just go through a general overview of the game. So, you are a doctor, kind of, and basically the gist of the gameplay is going to be there will be patients coming in and asking for treatment or advice, and you'll be treating them or suggesting things for them, and it will get you like this reputation, and we'll talk about the mechanic. But the overall goal of the game is to obtain a medical license, uh, because the game is set in the 16th century. Uh, there's a lot of dialogue reading. I think it's reading heavy. And like I said, some light sleuthing that I think is super interesting. And there's this format of the game as it progresses where it's like a pop-up book. So like when you're looking at a scene, like you're seeing dialogue, whatever, and then you have to physically like press a button to turn the page and it'll open up different buildings or different people will pop up from the, the book. So the basic structure of this game is you're going to have meetings, one-on-one -on -one meetings with your character and other characters. And these meetings are going to start uh, with a character introduction. So you'll like turn a page and then it'll be this character who's being introduced in front of your building and the building pops up as well. And they'll be giving you some context in these introductions about the character, like a little about them, where they come from or uh, sort of the reputation that they have. And some of these are kind of silly and funny. And then you'll turn the page again, and then it'll be your character and this other character having a meeting, and you'll be having conversations, there'll be pleasantries, and it is written in kind of an old English style, so it's interesting uh, reading it and interpreting it and, and stuff like that. But eventually you'll get around to what's ailing them or what's wrong um, that they need your help or advice or treatment on. And then as you get through that, uh, you're going to consult the stars. So this is where you're essentially going to choose how you treat that person or choose how you interpret what's going wrong with them. And it's interesting how this works because there's kind of two different formats for how you're consulting the stars. Um, one of them is going to be where you're going to be given a couple different zodiac signs, maybe two or three, and you're going to you know highlight over them and then click them and they'll have like this little interpretation and you can choose one of them to go about treating this person or sometimes you're going to choose between a bunch of different sets of readings and when you click on them they open up to like a constellation board and so each constellation will have a specific interpretation and so these are more like kind of combinations of interpretations um, ones that make the situation more gray, like some positive, some negative. Um, so it's really interesting how these come about and how you choose them. And also, of course, how they kind of link into the Zodiac stuff. As you're highlighting these, as you're clicking on them, they're going to give you context and interpretation that will sort of help you assess whether you think this is the right thing. So it won't just say like, oh, choose Scorpio or whatever. It'll say like Scorpio is, you know, the sign of this. And so it might mean that this person has... Um, like a buildup of black bile or a buildup of phlegm or uh, something's wrong with their stomach or, or something like that. So you'll get a lot of context as you're choosing which route to go by interpreting what they give you. And so it's kind of interesting because 
there is some light sleuthing, like I said. So as you're getting their introduction, as you're listening to them talk and pleasantries and then talk about what ails them, you listen to their story and there can be some hints in there. Um, Maybe it's the tone that they say things or like, you know, they might say, oh, I just got back from visiting my cousin across the sea or whatever. So that might be actually, you know, part of the thing because maybe traveling and foreign diseases or whatever, things like that. There's also the potential that they're lying given how they're sort of acting out or what information they're not giving you and also interpreting their symptoms and things like that. So all that kind of comes in together with this light sleuthing. After you pick something, your character will interpret the thing you picked and kind of speak of his own merit. And so you'll kind of get the results of what you chose based on your character talking about it and sort of his personal input. And then you'll get the person's reaction. So this is where things get a little interesting because uh, the game is about astrology. If you're a big astrology fan, uh, not trying to knock you here, but there's a lot of ambiguity in interpretation. But also... You don't know what the person is looking to hear. You might not know, like, if you choose something, if it's going to play out a certain way. So sometimes the choice you make and the interpretation you think is going to come out of it, it might not wind up with the same logical result that you thought. So there's a bit of off logic or sometimes it's just not discernible how it's going to come out. And then this is going to also have a consequence with that person's next visit. So you might actually wind up telling somebody something that they don't want to hear. And then with their next visit, they're going to come back and maybe they'll say, oh, you know what? You were right. So there's kind of this trade-off with like getting positive results or negative results. And there's this interesting comparison with, you know, thinking you should tell people what they want to hear versus You should tell people what you think they need to hear or what makes sense or even what won't make sense but could wind up being correct. If you're trying to treat this like Clue, like looking for the exact evidence to get the right answer or or whatnot, you're going to go crazy. It's futile because sometimes you choose something and it completely doesn't turn out the way that you thought it would, whether it's because of that person's reaction to it or whether it's because the way that your character interprets that choice that you made. But all of this means astrology because astrology is extremely ambiguous. And so it's kind of poking fun at astrology because you don't know how your interpretation is going to result in what someone feels. And you also don't know if they're going to come back and say, you know what, you were dead wrong, but it's okay because I see what you're trying to say. So there's a lot of just ambiguity and there's a lot of different ways that this can go and I think the game knows that and it plays into that and it makes it kind of silly because of that. So as you have these characters coming to your place uh, these are kind of the NPCs and there's a certain number of them and as you progress through the game you're going to kind of cycle through some of them you'll be introduced to some of them early or some of them later but then like I said you're going to have recurring visits with a lot of them and After your first visit, you'll kind of get like this results card that shows you like what you said and how they interpreted it and whatnot. And then on the right side, there's like a certain number of boxes that are numbered. And so you can kind of see how many visits you're going to get with this person. But there's a limited number of visits from each character. As you give them advice and as they come back, you're going to see this positive and negative of results come together in this meter And this meter is uh, something that goes from 0 to 100. So as you get positives, it'll add to that meter. Or negatives, it'll take away from it. And what the meter is measuring 
is this NPC's willingness to give you a letter of recommendation. Because again, what the goal of the game, I feel, is, is getting your medical license. And you need a certain number of letters of recommendation from patients. There's a lot of kind of trial and error with specific characters. Um, there's somewhere between 10 and 15 NPCs that you're going to see a certain amount of times. And so you're kind of weighing what you choose to do or what you choose to give in terms of advice. And sometimes you might have a person really spike up their meter with something that you didn't think would do it. Um, and they wind up being one of your letters of recommendation, or you might really try with someone and think logically and not get anywhere with their meter. Um, so it's really kind of this hodgepodge of trying to hedge your bets and throwing different explanations at different characters and seeing what happens. As the game progresses, time will jump between your visits. So sometimes it's not like the next day or something like that. Sometimes it's weeks ahead or even like a month ahead or something like that. Every now and then you'll get like a world event. So the picture book will open to just like a building and there'll be a bunch of uh, dialogue on the screen saying that like something just happened, kind of giving you context of the story and the time frame and whatnot. But what's interesting about some of these world events is a lot of them can be the result of some of the choices you made with your NPCs per your advice. So some of them could be things like a certain explorer that you told to go do something or didn't tell to do something and what historical consequences that may or may not have affected. And the way this entire progress is framed in the game is you're going to have sort of these three acts where you're running into NPCs, you're kind of helping them, uh, you're also seeing world progress, and they're separated by these trials. And I think there's two of them where you're going to be on trial, your character, with like a medical board. So again, the object of the game is to get your medical license, so every now and then they're going to be kind of reviewing some of the interactions you've had with your patients. When this happens, you have to answer like a series of questions. I think it's like four questions. And some of them are related to astrology. Some of them might be related to medical things or to patients or things like that. So it's kind of like a mini quiz uh, that happens twice. And this separates the three acts. So in general, the game is actually pretty simple in terms of its format. It's primarily going to be a text-based game. Uh, where you're reading, again, doing some light sleuthing. Sometimes it matters. Sometimes uh, it might seem futile. It might not. But the pacing of the game is pretty laid back because uh, you're primarily reading and enjoying uh, the context and the humor as well, which we'll talk about um, as you're playing this game. Rich but not satisfied. Mayhap you have not tried this one weird trick for displaying your wealth by herbs and confections to boost your complexion and pass idle hours tending to your health. Beware conspirations, plots and machinations, the schemes of big physics to sell you their wares. Their cures do us violence, but they call it science. They mock our beliefs and belittle our fears. All right, let's talk about the vibe of Astrologaster. So let's start with the visuals. Like I said, this game is like a pop-up picture book, and it's super colorful. 
And there's such detail with the buildings that pop up, like the models of them. I, they're really just well done and it's well crafted. I'm seeing a similar uh, visual vibe to like Dicey Dungeons where it feels like things, because of the color and because of the, the format of the picture book, it looks like things are like made out of construction paper. So that kind of vibe. And also with the characters, they're wearing this Victorian garb and it's really detailed. And I love the way that all these different characters look. Uh, and sort of the colors of their outfits, and also the mannerisms of the characters. I, I just love the way this is done. They have such life and movement, uh, you know, fidgeting and whatever as they're talking. And this reminds me a lot of, like, Apotheon and how some of those characters kind of did that. But also, like, the TV show Archer, uh, which I think does visual comedy and physical comedy so well, which is so strange because it's a cartoon. But I think there's something to that, like being able to capture slight movement or mannerisms uh, and really get life out of that, of like this animated figure. I think there's there's something really special about that. In terms of audio, uh, most of the audio is going to be the introduction of these characters. And what you have when it's happening, like I said, you'll flip the page open, there'll be a character standing in front of your door, and you're getting this intro about them. There are these vocals where it's like someone singing a sonnet or a poem about them. And there's really good vocal harmonies and rhymes in these poems. And it's really nice. It's it's all vocals. And I just like the sound of it. It's it's supposed to sound so serious and even a context of like religious. and But it's super silly how some of these go. In terms of sound effects, uh, I like the sound effects in this game. Like turning the page, you can kind of hear it. Moving the cursor around the different constellations or the different zodiac signs to choose. It kind of does a little pinging. Almost similar to when we talked about Void Bastards, when you're moving the cursor across the map on the outer space map. How like it kind of bing-bongs. And then the voice acting. The voice acting in this game is so good. It's of the time. It's like this old English Shakespearean. I, I really love this. I think it's really played up and done well. And that kind of transitions into uh, talking about the narrative and the setting in general. So like I said, this is the 16th century. You're doing astrology. And so some of the predictions that you come across are absurd. Some of the things that he connects together and explains to his patients are kind of ridiculous. And even when you choose something that if you follow like a clue incorrectly or forget something, he'll really embarrass himself and he'll make up this kind of BS explanation. Um, and it's really funny how this unravels. But like I said, uh, there's a lot of Shakespearean vibes in the way that they speak and the way that they talk, but it's kind of crass and silly. Some of the situations that you come across are just like if he messes something up or if he interacts with a certain person. There's a lot of comedic situations that come about, a lot of like infidelity and all kinds of things. And I like the way they treat it. It's kind of tongue in cheek. It's really funny. And you also get some historical context, like kind of knowing what's coming vaguely, whether it's it's like fights or, you know, different wars breaking out or battles. And most of the characters in this game are real people. I mean, the main character is someone who I believe was an astrologist or an astrologer at that time and tried to get his medical license. And a lot of the historical people like the explorers and stuff like that will also be people that uh, names that you recognize, which is really interesting. But overall, I feel like the game doesn't take itself too seriously. It can be very self-deprecating. The characters can be very self-deprecating. Just the main character um, will actually uh, interpret some of his own futures. And that's also something that's really interesting that happens. Uh, it's almost kind of breaking the fourth wall. But I really enjoyed a lot of the story elements, a lot of things that happen 
to different NPCs, the interactions with the main character. I laughed a lot while playing this game, um, whether it's from some of the dialogue, the choices, or some of the uh, introductions and you know the seriousness of those vocals and them singing songs, but maybe like talking trash about that character while they're singing. And I think that is all where the game shines really entertaining. I think it took a lot of work to put into this narrative and getting these characters um, and sort of their history, but also really making some silly situations, some comedic things happen. Let's wrap up the conversation about Astralagaster. So there's a lot of great humor in this game and dialogue. I think there's a lot of lore and stuff to really appreciate here. A lot of connected dots. Very unique visuals. This being a pop-up book and super colorful. I really like the voice acting. I think it really sets the tone and it really gets you in this vibe. And then throws like sort of this silliness on top of it. It is a bit reading heavy. There were a bunch of times, and maybe this is just me and my attention span, but as I'm trying to read this, if something else was going on around me, I got really distracted and I missed a lot of the dialogue. But there is a lot of dialogue, so just be aware of that if that's not uh, really your bag. I do like the aspect of it being kind of sleuthing and watching the story unfold and the NPC quest lines and maybe trying to get some clues or some context. But I think as the game goes on, it really starts to abandon that. Your choices for the characters often wind up being some guesses, but I really think that it interprets it well that way and, and in a silly kind of manner. I laughed a lot while playing this game. I really loved the timepiece of it. Really refreshing to see a game in this setting and also be kind of silly. In terms of value, I think 10 bucks is a great value for this game. I think the visuals and the humor and all the vibes, there's a lot of quality in here. There's a lot of attention to detail, and I think it really shines through. Again, I got it for like 550, and I think that's very nice, especially for what this game is. Again, very dialogue heavy, but enjoyable, and anyone can really play it. So if you're somebody that's interested in kind of this era, um, and sort of old English or Victorian or Shakespearean with a little kind of silly twist, I think this could be right up your alley. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Stay tuned for our next episode to see what new game we found for you.